Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Sunday Recap, the weekly edition of the Grace Bible Church podcast, where we talk about life and faith based off our sermon this past Sunday. For more recordings of our sermons and more podcasts, visit begrace.org slash podcast. For more information about Grace Bible Church, visit begrace.org. I'm Joey Colon. I'm Chris Webster. Jim Wilson. Kendrick Spells. I'm Dave McMurray. Hello. Good job, guys. Well, welcome to, uh, what, week three of Advent. I turned on the third Advent electric-powered candle this week before church started. So that's how I know we're in the third week of Advent. Uh, we You're are, the Christmas elf. I was well, wondering who was doing week. that. You're good, Joey. Just this okay, week. Okay. Usually, well I think it's Diane, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the uh, the 9 a.m. was about to start, and I was like, huh, candles aren't on. It's like, I could flip a switch. So I flipped a switch this week, but I'm not much of a Christmas elf. I think Diane and Steve are our Christmas elves. But, um, but yeah, third week of Christmas. How time flies, huh? We're on joy this week in our Advent series. A series uh, that probably makes sense to most people when you say the word Advent, but I like to remind myself that Advent is about the arrival of a notable person or an event, and in this case, it's about Jesus. And you want to know my weirdest Advent thing that's been happening to me these last couple of weeks? Yeah, sure. I have had Christ the Lord is risen today stuck in my head. Hmm. Whenever we're like, yeah, we're like, different. I know we're like playing Christmas songs around the house, whatever. And then all of a sudden my head will go into Christ. The Lord is risen today. I'm like, wait, what? No, that's, that's like completely the wrong church calendar event. The worst part is it's not even a good version of that. It's the, um, the version of the guy singing it really bad. Do you know the one? Oh, I want to, I can't remember. Oh, um, <laughs> From the oh, internet, man. I'll have to find it. We'll Sounds link it excellent. in the show notes. It's a, <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. If you've so never the guy seen that, Chris, like, doesn't know the words and he's like mumbling yeah. half uh-huh. of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. That will yeah. bring me joy. Yes. yes. Let's link it. For some reason, my brain keeps saying John Denver, but that is not right. Um, <laughs> it's a really, really horrible version of Christ Lord's Lord today, and it's what's been coming to mind every time we do hear Christmas songs. I don't know why, but. That's my advent torture that I can share with you. Maybe it'll get stuck in your heads, too. Um, But as we continue through and down the advent trail, we're on joy. And I actually had someone tell me this week, or last week, actually, why is this week love? Love is not supposed to be this week in advent. Mm. And I was like, well, there's no real official uh, weeks Maybe there is somewhere. Am I wrong? Are we doing the official Advent order, or is this our Joey, own order? you are correct. Okay. Yeah, so mm-hmm. the the Hope, Love, Joy, Peace quadrilogy is one of the rarest. It's one of the rarest out there of what different churches do. And yes, some churches do it in a different order. But there is no official proclamation other than if you were to be Catholic and follow that liturgy or to be Episcopal and they have a liturgy but even those are very very different from the hope love joy peace thing that we follow you know they have like 
the Mary week and the shepherd week, you know, and they have, and they rotate it. Some of the churches do a different one each year and rotate it around like a three year rotation. I think that's what the Episcopal church does. <laughs> so there are almost innumerable ways to do it. So we chose this way to do it mm. because we can. Yeah. Story of our church life, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, it's Always the story translate. of the West. It's a really, you really, you bring up a really good point because I was actually talking to my son about this last night with, with the younger generation that has been a part of the non-traditional evangelical movement. There is a desire for tradition. We all, I think all humans desire boundaries, traditions, rules, structure, and the New Testament doesn't give us that degree of, of structure, but it gives us freedom to create it. And I think that's like, that kind of freaks people out, you know, like, um, we want to deputize families to create structure for their family. And then we would also say, yeah, and churches can do church in a certain way. And we have, you know, we have that freedom. I think what's really important is not confusing the can with must. I think that's a really important part of New Testament Christianity. We can create structure. And definitely don't open. Don't do open a can of must either. Don't open a can of must. <laughs> I know. I think I was going to say it to be serious. Mm-hmm. I do think in our, our relativistic leaning uh, society mm-hmm. that there is that longing for even, even just historical certainty, like even, yeah. you know, and then so as Christians, we even have a more, more serious job of saying what does scripture say and really being careful not to hold people to something that scripture does not say. And I've, I've appreciated yeah. that with you, Dave. I kind of dived, dived into Dave's battle <laughs> this, this year, trying to help kind of mm. tweak and rewrite the, the Advent devotional. And, mm. and it's true. It's true. There is no, definitely no scriptural way and surprisingly not really even a cultural, uh, unity on it. so yeah. um, unless you go Catholic and we are not so <laughs> or maybe yeah maybe some other denominational we're non-denominational Protestants mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we're trying unity with our church and to celebrate some good things that are not required in the Bible <laughs> yeah it's but we're crazy, not going to confuse the can with the must well, you start the can with the must <laughs> Oh man, that's bad. That cannot be the title of this episode. That is so good. <laughs> okay, anyways, this is bringing me so much joy that I'd love to talk about your sermon. Um, I, uh, I took my own notes, and I have your notes, so we'll see uh, where they collide, I guess. But okay. I think you started off by talking about how everybody longs for joy, but mm-hmm, kind of that mm-hmm. we don't really even know what real joy is, or we often mm-hmm. forget what real joy is. I don't know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so you talked about, I guess, maybe even uh, to borrow Charlie Brown Christmas story, the commercialization of joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think commercials in general are saying, this is how to find true joy by buying our product or by looking like us or by being a part of our tribe, you know, mm-hmm. and... And that's that's not the biblical definition of joy. And the what's really weird is the Bible commands it, you know. And I think I think I mentioned in the sermon, John Piper has talked about this a lot that joy is both a a command, but it's also a provision of God's grace, and that's kind of messes with our brain a little bit, you know. Um, 
I think you should should, uh, joy is not just a demand but a solution I think that's what you said maybe command but Mm -hmm. Mm yeah yeah God God actually gives the joy to us and he commands it he's like be be joyful right but then he's by his grace he gives it to us anybody else felt any commercialization of joy target well I think target um, (laughs) nope target yeah every year they tell me that i need these pjs to feel in the christmas spirit Mm. and usually my wife caves (laughs) (laughs) i mean did you even christmas if you weren't wearing the pjs yeah (laughs) so y'all get new pjs every christmas every year whoa whoa wow a lot of pjs now this is getting a little personal but can do you wear long pants pjs uh only during christmas Okay, it's just like a special Christmas thing. I always yeah. feel like they're trying to uh, strangle me when I wear long pants. Yeah. <laughs> I have to wear shorts. How long? Yeah. How long are these pants, Dave? Anyway, well, they're you know, strangling like, you. Yeah, 97 inches long, so maybe that's the problem. Maybe they're too long. So. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, t- just the, tiny well, they, like my legs get tangled, pink. even if they're the right size. It's weird. <laughs> Someone please draw a comic of Dave tripping over his pajama pants <laughs> and send it to us. That could be I, enjoy I for think Christmas was, creative. That could yeah, be somebody's joy. Hashtag. Yes. <laughs> Steve Guest can do it. Uh, Dude can draw. I, I was thinking, what's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking just definitionally, you know, mm-hmm. I think there was so many 90s sermons to start with. Let's go to the dictionary for this word. But I think <laughs> these these words, when they are based around a single, a, uh, these sermons, when they were based around a single word, it's, it really is comes mm-hmm. to definition. And um, I think probably it's funny. We talked about it in small group. I'm going to pronounce it wrong, but there's this like Norwegian thing, Huga. Have you guys heard of this? Y'all are all dudes. So you probably, I don't know if you've heard about this. There's this Not pursuit of, of <laughs> yeah. There's this pursuit. It's this whole thing around and a lot, a lot with gals cause they're, you know, decorating houses and stuff, but it's like this idea that you can create this perfect warm room, like, Oh, it's like right feng shui. Mm. Yeah, that's what I said, and I got slapped down hard. But I Ooh. think it is feng shui from the Norwegians. But um, mm. but I, I do think that that kind of is a good capturing of sometimes how we, we um, define joy is the elimination of all problems, mm. and then I'll be happy. So mm. we're pursuing this, like, perfect holiday where no one's mad and really no one's human you know there there's no there's no problems everything's smooth the the food mm-hmm. is perfect you know and yeah, i do cute, think cute oh, for a lot of us i mean it's kind of a movie you know maybe a hallmark movie definition of it i don't know what it is mm-hmm. where it comes from but i think that's what a lot of our i guess it's heaven maybe too to not make it mm. just totally negative i mean we are longing for heaven but we're trying to build it we try to build it each Christmas here, and that's a lot of the time why our joy gets stolen is because it, we're still in a broken world, right? So, I don't know. Yeah. Does that resonate with you guys? Do you feel yeah, that? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I'll answer. Yeah, I feel that. Um, <laughs> I think Dave speaks to that towards the end of his sermon. I, I had it pop in my head, and I can't remember exactly what he said, but uh, yeah, whatever. I lost it. It's gone. Well, so therein lies the problem of like 
can joy coexist with brokenness right can joy mm. coexist with um when everything is not perfect yeah is there a feisty kind of joy yes when everything is christian answer is yes and no <laughs> mm. so so christy our children our children's director read the story and said you know you can have joy even when your circumstances are not perfect and that is a that is the paradox of the christian faith we can have an internal joy even when in other ways we may be sad and that is true and then there's the other side of it that basically the word joy strictly speaking definitionally is happiness it's not like it's not like some magic word that in the new testament has a very different meaning from happiness so you know so a lot of times you've been taught that's the difference between joy and happiness happiness is circumstantial and joy is the deep spiritual thing but actually both words are the same thing so i would say the christian would say i can somehow spiritually be happy even when i'm not circumstantially happy or i can somehow you know spiritually by faith in jesus be joyful even when my circumstances are not joyful and that's maybe a better way to to get at it it's not necessarily the difference between joy and happiness it's the difference between eternal perspective and temporal perspective does that mm -hmm. does that sound fair i think you said something like uh i can recognize when my emotions aren't there and repent of it or something mm -hmm. like that right mm -hmm. yeah we kind of are like yeah repenting towards joy um and i find this i've talked about this a million times but you know when you're worshiping with tears in your eyes you know because you've had a bad week or a bad life, whatever it is, <laughs> and you're and you're still finding joy in Jesus, and you're kind of grieving of all this pain. You know, you're like letting this pain out, and you're worshiping Jesus. It's like a weird. I think, I think that's a uniquely Christian uh, experience. Mm -hmm. I think that's how yeah, I, I think would. Just, go ahead, Jim. No, you're in. You're in. You got you got the most words out first. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how I would describe this entire year mm -hmm. is uh, I would say spiritually this has probably been one of the most joyful mm. years uh, for me and a lot of people because of we've had time to sit and mm. realign our focus to Christ and learn more of him in our quarantine time mm. but the world's been on fire you yeah. know on the outside of us mm. falling apart but mm. there's still this sense of like man god is amazing mm. but the world is in bad shape uh yeah. so we lament over mm. that but my mm. the inside it's like oh man this is refreshing this is good mm -hmm. this is mm -hmm. rehearing the gospel over and over and over this is mm -hmm. uh, seeking the lord in prayer mm. uh, just that sort of experience and joy because you said at the beginning there's this like disconnect mm. between the joy that we want versus the joy that we i think experience mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so i think uh mm -hmm. of course our joy is found in jesus but i think our desire to be uh joyful kind of like what chris was saying and everything around us also be good mm. uh can easily make us turn our mm. our focus our hearts from christ mm -hmm. uh, and looking at him to receiving our joy and saying if the world's on fire then my heart is on fire then mm -hmm. you know I, I don't feel like praying mm -hmm. i don't feel like doing bible reading which 
I know you, that's kind of the next point is fighting for joy, but mm. I don't feel like doing these things. The world is on fire. Uh, but I think, yeah, in, in a nutshell, that's how I would describe this entire year. Things around it are kind of chaotic, but mm. Christ has invaded my heart. He's invaded my life a lot in the midst of that. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, and I was thinking that we have to be intentional to say, okay, what is God, where is he in the midst of this that we're going mm-hmm. through? And mm-hmm. what is he doing? And, you know, to to be, and this is how I'm more of the pessimist, right? So it, it's uh, it's really good for me to be reminded every day that you know, God is still in control. Mm-hmm. And God is going to bring everything to a conclusion that's the right conclusion. Mm-hmm. And so I can have joy in the midst of broken everything, you mm-hmm. know, just seeing everything we think falling apart. Uh, and yet... And, you know, I'm not saying just put on a smiley face, mm-hmm. but but just looking for, hey, where's where's the goodness in God's work here? What might he be doing? We don't always know because he doesn't make mm-hmm. it always clear. But mm-hmm. we can be assured that he's doing the good thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's good. First point. Your first, first point. point was joy is for all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, you talked about how God's always calling out to people who don't deserve his love. Uh, you did that through the wise men, right? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How they were, um, you know, people who maybe even were practicing, you know, different uh, religion slash mm-hmm. uh, mysticism, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, God used revelation. It might have been... Uh, I guess natural process or it might have been a special star in the sky but he reached out to people who we might say don't deserve his love I guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah summary yep. ish of that point that's good yeah calling calling outsiders and it's a picture so this picture of what God did in calling these outsiders is a picture of what God's constantly doing and charges us to be doing you know to be I should have quoted the great you know Israel is to be a light to the Gentiles, you know, that's, yeah, so there's, there's a lot of other symbolism of that as well throughout scripture. I don't know, some of the highlights for me, I think you, uh, you fought the narrative a little bit, uh, that, you know, what makes us Christians is that we're better than all you people out there. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What do you think, Kendrick, Kendrick's smirking? <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, that's a tough narrative to fight, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's really what I was uh smirking about. But I mean you broke down the old testament was like focusing on uh God saving us through this one tribe and then the New Testament was bringing all tribes to himself. Mm-hmm. Um and of course there's a scary trap of belief to fall into that only one tribe mm-hmm. deserves joy mm-hmm. but um, it's clear throughout scripture uh, that God has brought outsiders to himself as well and that he's demanded us all to be joyful mm-hmm. over the work that he's done for us mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to try it carefully too because you did <laughs> 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 nuance I don't know what where this lies, but I think um, 
I, I think there's a temptation for us to think what we have to offer people is our joy, our ability mm-hmm. to be joyful people. I don't know if you mm-hmm. fall into that trap where it's like, I have a hard time. Like, Jim, we were talking about being a pessimist. So if I'm not fully joyful all the time, what am I even calling people to? But I think mm-hmm. this, that whole star idea and shining on Jesus and, like, th- there's this necessary dependence on pointing people to God, like, mm-hmm. to pointing people to Jesus as the solution and never – I think there's just a – for mm-hmm. me, there was this, um, this helpful – sort of clarifying of we aren't calling people just to come and see how joyful we are mm-hmm. we're coming to tell people where the fountain of joy is right whether we are good at it or not <laughs> whether we're good at like trusting mm-hmm. it or not we know where it is right we're coming to mm-hmm. say come worship jesus um so if, you know if it was like i don't know how that would look you know the the wise men come and see mary and mary said see i'm really happy about jesus you know it's like that's Mm -hmm. not what it is that's not the point he's here like come see the person Mm -hmm. um and i just think the church so that's a trap i think too because what that's put upon us by non-believers is they're saying well you're not a very good spokesperson for this jesus guy and we got to be careful not to say that means Jesus isn't a good savior. <laughs> it just means we're bad at being spokespeople. That's okay, right? Like we're trying to do it as best as we can, but yeah. but that's a like you said last week. That's a an imminent frame uh, kind of conversation. Like mm-hmm. if the thing I see is not not perfect then the source must not be good and we have to say no 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 that's we are we are different than the source of the joy you know and our ability to be joyful or not is not actually what we're offering you we're offering you jesus not not our awesomeness right yeah does that make sense i don't know if someone can say that a little more concisely or anything but that's a good point i mean that's the that's the sidetracking you know to use apologetic method that's a sidetracking of the point if the point is jesus you know we can quickly say yes you're right i i'm terrible let's talk about jesus again (laughs) you know like um yeah it's good that's good i think that thing i oh go i think that can expose uh in in someone like me for example Mm -hmm. uh where i'm looking for for joy because Mm. Uh, I'm the kind of person that's like always smiling, always happy. Mm-hmm. And then if somebody's not, then I'm like, they're just so like down. They ruined my whole vibe, you know. And <laughs> it's like my joy shouldn't come from if they're smiling or not either. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that can expose what we're looking for and where we're drawing our joy from, in a way as well. It's awesome. I had speaking of apologetics, I had a question for y'all. So I had a great conversation yesterday with someone who had invited someone to church and the person's response was, oh, no, you know, you know, you don't know how I live on Saturday night. I can't come to church on Sunday morning, you know. And so, again, the underlying thing of churches, all good people or churches, Mm -hmm. all, you know, people who do everything right. Mm -hmm. And I was just I thought that was a great question. What do you say? How do you fight that? Well, how do you build that bridge? from the world that perceives the church as all the goody two-shoes inside, right? Mm. How, what, what's that conversation look like, or how has that looked? What do you say to that person who's who's 
worried about that or how do we continue to do that? Hmm. Well, God invited yeah, naughty, naughty astrologers to come be one of the first witnesses <laughs> to Jesus. True. Well, <laughs> the magicians. <laughs> the magicians, yes. But, you know, Jesus said, hey, we, I'm calling those who are sick. They're the ones that need a doctor, not the ones mm. who are well. Yeah. So yeah. that's helpful to, to mm -hmm. help people understand this. We're all sick. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's explicit. And then his parables about the sheep. He says the same thing, you know, you leave. He's like, wouldn't you go, wouldn't you go chase wandering sheep? Wouldn't you chase, go looking for a lost coin, you know? Um, yeah. Or yeah. a lost son. I and I think we know those, I guess partly I'm wondering, maybe even bigger, like if that's a systemic feeling from the outside world, you know, uh, I'm wondering about how that should change our marketing campaign or how do we engage the outside world? That's the, that's the million dollar question for sure. But um, does that make sense? Kind of like, is there anything we can do to change that perception uh, to the outside world? You know, I mean, part of the problem is we have that perception too, right? That was your mm, kind of your call to mm. action at the end of this point or your application mm -hmm. was like, you know, first you talked about, do we have people that we believe are outside of God's grace? But then also, like, do we believe that I am the wrong kind of person, right? And if we mm -hmm. truly believe that, I think you said, then if we truly believe that we're the wrong kind of person, then we're not reaching out to people mm -hmm. who, you know, so. Yeah. I think it's. Yeah, the, uh, the Gospel-Centered Life book, Kendrick and I read together like six months ago. I think Kendrick's doing it with some other guys right now. I'm trying to, I think it's pretend and perform performance, performance mm. and something else, but it's kind of the, the positive negative covering mm. of our shame if we don't run to the gospel. So, so yeah, like I secretly believe, so, so like what I brought up in sermon, I secretly believe I'm not really good enough. So I'll pretend to be good enough. Right. So I'll perform and act like I'm a good Christian. So then you got fake kind of performance Christianity. That's dangerous. That's a, that's a virus that, that disrupts gospel community welcoming outsiders but then there's also this like uh negative version i can't remember how they worked out in the gospel centered life but but i think of it as just like hiding you know like oh, i'm so terrible god can't love me so we run away from god i think that's the person that says i'm not good enough to come to church is doing that and you're like that's not neither one is correct you know the person pretending he is good enough he's wrong <laughs> And the person saying, I'm so bad, God can't love me. He's also wrong. They're both wrong. You know, it's the gospel is what makes us presentable to God. And I think, you know, I think historically that's just something, that's why we, that's why we preach what we preach, you know, like that's why we have, are having this discussion right now. That's why we have those conversations with our friends. We just have to keep reiterating it because I think that's the, that is the common misconception. Humans always fall away from the gospel and we think we have to make ourselves good enough somehow. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit in small group last night about mask wearing. Mm. And, you know, the, the mask has, uh, it has taken away some of our ability to understand what other people are communicating through their facial expression. Mm -hmm. But in, the, in our metaphorical mask wearing, we mm. hide and we put on a mask mm. that says, oh, look, I'm fine. Or we, I mean, even even the person who says, "Oh, I could, I'm so bad. God could never forgive me." I mean, that's mm -hmm. really a mask that says God's not big enough for me. Yeah, you know. And so, yeah, it's given us opportunity now to talk about what a mask does, uh, both 
in real life. It protects us, and that's what we're trying to do. When we put on a mask, metaphorically, we're trying to protect ourselves and trying to show people, well, you know, you really wouldn't want to know the real me, because if you knew the real me, you wouldn't even talk to me. Mm-hmm. And, and so being a person that says, you know what, <laughs> I am so messed up, uh, let me tell you some of the ways. Mm-hmm. that God has dealt with me being so messed up. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. it sounds like you're saying, you know, one of the options to deal with the person who says, you should see me on Saturday night, is to be real with them and tell them, you should have seen me on Saturday night, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean they, not you have this be careful Saturday that, necessary, yes, yeah. you know, they kind of, they say, mm-hmm. oh, well, you condone everything I'm doing then. But right, no, right. I, that's, not, that's not our point. Our point is that, yeah. Doesn't matter what we're doing. If we're mm-hmm. if we're sinning, then we are in need of a yeah. savior. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think obedient, yeah. yet still gospel grace Christianity says, "Oh, I'm I'm not good enough either. I'm trying I'm trying to be good enough, but my only hope is Jesus. You know, <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. I'm trying to be good. Right. I'm trying to obey him, but that's because he loves me. It's not it's not because I think being good enough will make him approve of me. And yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we just have to keep that- having those conversations. Yeah, and I think there's there's a there's still a place for empathy too. Of like, mm-hmm. man, I feel that pull, right? Mm-hmm. I feel that pull mm-hmm. to want to do that. Mm-hmm. But the beauty is, I've been set free from always having to say yes to that lesser thing mm-hmm. that will not satisfy. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe that's the mm-hmm. Calarian twist of like, yeah, man, I used to think that would satisfy me, and I, I, I it didn't, right? Does mm-hmm. it? <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. it. You know, I think there's a real. There's real joy at this fountain. Like, let's go. Mm. I was encouraged too. I just as we're talking, like, because I, I through the pandemic, I've been doing the confession time every time, every week, and mm. just kind of pondering it and how do I say it and say it differently. And mm-hmm. I think knowing so that person who was invited actually came, <laughs> ended up coming, which is awesome. Um, and I'm just seeing, you know, I'm I'm saying the confession time, and I'm seeing it through the eyes of an outsider, mm-hmm. and my fear is just like is this condemnation at this moment of like, you have mm-hmm. sinned, you know, which some, there needs to be some good guilt, guilt, really. We all need that at some point. But mm-hmm. I think what you guys were just encouraging me at, and my prayer is as well, that it'll be encouragement to them see, seeing, no, we're, we're all kinds of people. Like we're sitting here confessing our sins. We're not pointing the finger like specifically just at you. <laughs> we mm. know the fingers pointed at us that we're guilty as well. And without Jesus, we we all you know we all go to hell. Like the, he's our only hope. So I, that's my hope too. That a non-believer or an outsider that comes in and sees that confession time hears this exact message of we know we're not the good people <laughs> we, without Jesus. Like we mm-hmm. are, we're the same. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. That's like good. It. Joy is a fight. Joy's a fight. Joy's a fight. Boom. Started <laughs> off by talking about uh, the fight, and it could be internal or external, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's in my notes, not yours. But it might be in yours, too. I don't know. I'm not looking at yours as much. Could be internal or external. What was internal and what was external evil? Um, from, our, from the walkthrough of the sermon on Wednesday... Uh, one of our folks gave me feedback that that when I said joy can be a fight, 
their mind immediately went to depression, but then I didn't talk about depression. So I was just trying to acknowledge, like, yeah, that, that is one of the avenues where we fight. Same, really same methods. But here we're seeing the external fight towards external evil. Um, and, of course, you can't, you can't really, even as I was saying it out loud, I was like, there's the internal issue of depression. Maybe you've been abused. And I was like, well, wait, no, abuse, that's an external evil. You know, like, it's, it's all kind of a circle, right? It all goes together. So, yeah. um, it's all the same thing. It's evil and comes in different doorways in our lives. And we have spiritual weapons to make the spiritual fight. And I was just kind of sharing my own temptation. You know, when I feel threatened or when my loved ones feel threatened, you know, my whatever those chemicals are that shoot through your body, is that testosterone or adrenaline or I don't know what it is, but you know, I want to fight physically. And then I have to remember as a believer, like, okay, no, there are spiritual weapons to fight. You know, there are weapons of prayer and Bible study and, um, and to kind of call, you know, so I have to call myself back to that. And I was seeing that, you know, here in the text as well, the text doesn't tell us how to fight. The text just raises the spiritual problem. And the point of the whole book is pointing to Jesus as a spiritual solution. Um, so, yeah, just trying to keep us back on how do we actually fight that fight for joy. Hmm. I'm trying to think back. Sunday was insanely chaotic. And uh, <laughs> both at church, both it at church and then at home. It yeah. was a fight, and I'm trying to think, how did I do in that little fight there? I think mm. my tendency is to just, mm -hmm. like, soldier on. Yeah. And I was I was kind of, I don't know, I'm still processing it, because I was thinking, is that, like, really bad to just kind of keep going, keep going, and then it, like, you're happy when you survive mm. it, you know? <laughs> but yeah. was I supposed to express that somewhere in a healthy way? Mm. Or, you yeah. know, definitely, like, cling to Jesus, or, yeah, I was just, like, I was trying to get down in the nitty-gritty nitty of, mm -hmm. and the irony that it was such a fight <laughs> on Sunday, to, on Joy Sunday, it was, it was a fight to have joy. Uh, and then... I don't know, I'd, like, what... Yeah. Go ahead. Just say that my wife at lunch read an article about like there are Christians having rallies saying things about like civil war fighting, you know, and I'm like, what? Oh, what wow. the? And mm. we read it. We read this article about it. And we're like, this is scary. This is weird. Like Christians talking about, you know, for Christ fighting physically, you know, I'm like they're all mixed up and and kind of. Listen to that. We were doing it at lunch, I guess. It was yesterday after the after church, at lunch, at home. My wife read this article. We were all kind of freaked out by it. And I was like, you know what? We should pray. <laughs> and honestly, that's not, you know, that's not normal or as normal as it should be in my habits. I hear something really upsetting. Typically, we have a really intellectual conversation about it with my adult children. And, you know, and we talk Christian worldview and, you know, we do great apologetics, but are we praying enough? And I was like, you know what, let's just pray. And I prayed, you know, God help us from this craziness. And, um, but that's, uh, I just recognize that in myself. I share that story as like, that was one of the few times I think I actually did the right thing. And it was just cause I had just preached a sermon really. <laughs> I had it fresh in my mind, you know, but I'm, I'm preaching these sermons with, you know, my old pastor used to say, well, I've got one finger pointed at you and three are pointed back at me, you know, um, <laughs> I'm preaching to myself like, yeah, I got to pray and not, and not bow up. So yeah, that's why I point mm -hmm. with a knife hand always. 
<laughs> there you go. It's all you. It's all you. It's all you. It's all you. <laughs> That's good. I was gonna. I was gonna point this. I want to ask Jim because mm-hmm. I think I've seen you. That put you on the spot, but I've seen you model, kind of. Maybe it's the true face thing, but modeling the I feel this thing and I need to do something about it really well. So I was just wondering, do you what do you have like specific tactics on the on the fight for joy? You know, especially I guess mm-hmm. maybe I'm talking more kind of the emotional versus not really the like physical fight, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Does that make sense? Like I've, I've I've seen that as a pattern in your life. I don't know if you're willing to share just what 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 that looks like for you. Hmm. E- yeah, you know, I, I, it's hard for me to see myself, okay? So, uh, yeah. I don't even know. That's if because I can your Skype describe. view. Your Skype view is wrong. You got to put. Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, that's right. No, that's what I ought to fix. You know, I don't know that I have a good tactic, but I know that I get to the end of myself, uh, like Saturday, working on that truck, and I was just. I was. To the anger of throwing things i was at that point because it wasn't going well and in the midst of that you know i'm thinking oh, I, there you are doing it again man you're, mm. you're just saying you got all the power to do this and the wisdom and you don't obviously so maybe you ought to ask somebody who could help with that now there i didn't get any immediate solution but i think that's just been a learned response over time when i get to the point where i just say <laughs> I, I'm, I'm an idiot. Now, okay, that's, I don't support calling yourself an idiot. You're supposed to be kind to yourself, okay? Let's, but I know that I do that often enough that, you know, mm. it's what brings me to the point to go, well, yeah, because you won't talk to God about it, <laughs> right? Because I'm stubborn and I want to prove that I can do it. So, mm. yeah. That's good. I don't know if that's helpful at all in referring to your question. Mm. No, I think... I'm interpreting and I think I see a, a pattern there of um, like just ho- like like so so well I mean how to say this just holding on and not reacting in the moment is such an important thing mm-hmm. just patience and like having enough wisdom to not try to deal with it all right then mm-hmm. and then having a scriptural analysis later of like being in the word and being able to look back and say okay this now now that i'm i'm out of that moment i can kind of like dave says like this the scriptures are that that i forget what theologian said that the scriptures are the lens to see the world like so i can put on those glasses and kind of look back and say oh maybe now i understand a little more of what's happening but a lot of the time in the moment you're just blind to it and and maybe the wisdom is just Mm -hmm. to like Go slow, <laughs> like mm. just don't do anything drastic. Um, Come that's to at the least end one of yourself thing. I've... Quicker, mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sit down, yeah. take well, a nap. And I, don't I, don't know that, I don't know that I have a tactic I could pass on to people. I think it's it's an ongoing process in my life. Uh, it's because I know that impatience is one of my it's one of those things passed on through my family, and and mm. I just find myself being impatient and I mean God's been even in the stuff I've been going through lately I see him working on that uh, but you know it's funny we were doing this devotional this morning and and it was talking about ba- in the, when you're playing pickup basketball with guys and I don't understand this because I don't play basketball okay but <laughs> calling fouls on yourself 
is supposed to be the honorable thing to do. Mm. But I think of it more in terms of golf. <laughs> golf works mm. that way, too, mm-hmm. because the expectation for the player is that when something happens, the ball moves when it's not supposed to move. You are supposed to acknowledge that and you are supposed to, you know, you give yourself a penalty stroke. But mm. that's the way the Christian life is, too, right? We're supposed mm. to call those fouls on ourselves and mm. say, oh, that was wrong. I shouldn't have mm. done that. Mm. I need to confess that. And, you know, it's James five sixteen. But I think that acknowledging our brokenness in the moment mm. is what God wants to train us towards so that we don't just try and hide it, right? Mm. And I think being more comfortable doing that because you trust the people around you uh, is what small groups are about. That's why we do the things we do so people can say, hey, I mm. really messed up. And I don't, mm. you know, I don't want to keep doing that. So would you pray for me? It's mm. yeah. good. It's good. Well, and Dave's solution in his sermon was to go back to the boring spiritual tools, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, really, you were saying like the fight yeah. isn't a physical fight. Like the church yeah. doesn't bear the sword. Some people do, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. church doesn't. So we yeah. got, we had, you know, we've been given different weapons, right, and different mm-hmm. armor. And you said, you know, that goes, you know, strapping your gear on every morning and go back to the boring spiritual tools. I put it in quotes. I don't know if you put it in quotes or not, but. Uh, boring. I think I did hand quotes when I said it. Did you? Okay. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just so easy to overlook. Actually, my son was encouraging me with that, too. He he got to speak to his old high school as you know a college kid so he's a senior in college and one of the classes asked him to give advice and he was talking about how trying to summarize i didn't hear his talk but he kind of told me beforehand what he was going to do and it was like uh he learned his own pride that he kind of thought oh i'm exceptional or i'm different or you know like in his desire to be great as a college kid uh, the Lord had to keep bringing him back to the basic, simple things of spiritual disciplines and how I needed those really to be healthy and to be whole and that there was this creeping danger of the way I talk about, you know, this is me interpreting now of either pride or despair. You know, those are the, those are the yeah. sides of the gospel horse we're always falling off of, of either pride, I'm really special and awesome. Or then, you know, you're a college kid and you mess up and you're like, oh, I'm so terrible. God hates me, you know. Um, and he just was relaying how much God has taught him coming back to these simple spiritual disciplines. So it kind of was in my head fresh from that conversation as well. Like, yeah, there's something so basic about that. We were also, then we had another conversation. It's great having my kids home. We can have these conversations. We we're having another conversation about, and this goes back to our Christmas liturgy thing. You know, young adults are all wanting a tradition, you know? And so we were kind of talking about there's the illusion that the non-denominational evangelical movement is traditionless. And I was like, I was like, well, like studying the Bible and reading it at home and praying and sharing life together is a tradition. (laughs) Like that is a way of life that we teach and practice. Mm -hmm. And we need to not be like bullied into saying, Oh, we believe in no forms whatsoever. Well, no, that, that's actually not true. We're teaching forms of like gathering in worship and learning the Bible and praying for each other and as a family and with friends, you know, so mm-hmm. um, 
So anyway, I think all of that was kind of swirling together in my head as we were thinking about the, the spiritual fight with spiritual disciplines. Sunday, uh, uh, I know Chris was saying he was trying to process how all that happened. It's mm-hmm. crazy because he asked Jim about it. So Sunday, Jim is what let me realize, stop for a moment and pray. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> Jim came to get me for the outside sound system and he was like i think everything's hooked up but the ipad's not working hmm. so i looked make sure everything was hooked up i was like you did everything right hmm. but then i looked at the ipad and i was like it's not connected yet hmm. so that's was sort of like huh you have to connect you have to do these spiritual disciplines <laughs> you gotta stop and pray <laughs> and literally i came back to the sound booth and was like god today is crazy but <laughs> I need you to help me. So it's like that whole everything. Mm-hmm. You can seem like you're doing everything right. You could seem mm-hmm. like um, even if I responded correctly in the in the chaos and, and fighting for joy, it's like, mm-hmm. man, I need you to top put top this off mm-hmm. and, and give me your joy. And mm-hmm. I think uh, being reminded through through an iPad of spiritual discipline <laughs> was crazy, but it worked. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But that seems to be like. Uh, a common theme this whole year throughout all of our sermons but mm. especially for this one I think this mm. is a real fight for joy mm. thanks to the iPad for reminding me <laughs> <laughs> way to go iPad <laughs> <laughs> Jim and the iPad parable <laughs> that's good <laughs> you can yeah, start writing modern it, parables yeah, <laughs> he was walking along one day and he took out his cell phone and said uh, uh, I, I guess I was thinking too just a random side note on the tradition side of things too Dave you were saying we're not a tradition less Protestants are not tradition less but you know what it is it's like a grassroots from the bottom up like what mm. I think what, what, what first any, any young people looking for tradition kind of what they're unintentionally saying is I want someone to make me do tradition. <laughs> I want to find someone who's yeah. going to come and say, you must do these 12 steps now yeah, or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And, and that's, what's weird and kind of harder, but important about, mm-hmm. about what we do is, is like you're saying, we're trying to teach this and the people have to grab it <laughs> and make themselves do it. And that, that sometimes feels harder, mm-hmm. but, but that's the authentic thing is not just an empty being forced to do something but doing it from Mm -hmm. what god is actually doing in your own life and that is really hard and it takes a a harder maybe sometimes longer learning um Mm -hmm. but it's way more powerful once it sticks i guess Mm. yeah yeah i wonder some of it too might be not having like the community traditions if that Mm -hmm. makes sense so like yeah those are all community maybe communal traditions might make more sense. So like Mm -hmm. being more Mm -hmm. like public and open and like the high churchiness of that. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of what, but yeah, it is weird because when you think about it, it really is kind of the same thing, but anyways, Mm -hmm. it's a gift that's been given to us and Mm. joy is a gift. That's your third Mm. point. Boom. I thought uh, it was pretty interesting about the gifts being uh, pointing to Christ's role as king. 
Yeah, they're giving him gifts as a king, super expensive gifts. And then there's the little hint with the myrrh that it's like a burial gift as well. And that's, you know, that's again, I was trying to show at several points, because Matthew does this a lot, there's pattern and literary prediction or fulfillment versus like concrete, he's coming this year at this time, this place. And Old Testament prophecies have both kinds of of predictions. They have the very clear, concrete type of predictions, and then they have the more literary echo or type or pattern type predictions and uh, there's a lot of that in Matthew Everybody just and one thing it's, mm-hmm. I just well I was connecting in my mind I almost said at the first point but mm-hmm. you know we are talking about um, or maybe it was the joy is a fight yeah the fight mm-hmm. and the gift like there's this there's this uh, passiveness that we can fall into of you know, when we're talking about like this pursuit of perfection and I cannot be happy until everything's perfect and I will not have a great Christmas unless that is perfect. That's a passive way of looking at it. Like I'm just going to sit here and wait for joy to come to me. But the, the, I was going to say there, there's this important second half of that. Well, am I helping make someone else's Christmas better? Like, am I helping mm-hmm. some make someone else's uh, give give joy mm-hmm. to others, you know. And again, that's mm-hmm. that sounds like such a Christiany thing, but I think we disconnect the two in our minds too much, or I do, I guess. Um, saying, Is, "Are the circumstances correct for joy?" But that's <laughs> saying I'm not. I'm not. I don't have any agency to to do anything about that, which is crazy, right? And so yeah. I need to keep saying, "Well, I have an effect on this cir- circumstance. I can. Mm-hmm. I can point people to the truth, and I can." I can give that gift. Um, so that was a good connection, connecting the two things. Part of the fight is being someone who fights for others to have joy. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just for my own selfish personal joy. It's I'm going to fight to give that to other people as well in the ways that I can. Hmm. That's good. And that's so fighting for other people's joy is giving them a gift. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's not uh, holding joy hostage. You talked about holding God hostage, but mm, like you're gonna yeah. hold ourselves and holding joy hostage too. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And we've talked about this a lot on the podcast, I think. But there's the tension between doing your thing, and we've got stuff we're good at, and we do our thing. We try to apply it the best we can to different scenarios to bless others. Our gift, our skill, our talent, and then there's also the the like. Uh, something else is needed you know like someone just needs this other thing you're not very good at just step up and do it again for the sake of of them for God's glory because God's been gracious to you and that's that's kind of easy for me to toggle back and forth between in my own brain I find for a lot of people I give advice to that seems really baffling to them sometimes I think the solution is just is kind of a just do it you know like pray and just go out there and try it you know just try stuff what do y'all think no it's totally good i think it's a weird it's a weird dynamic Mm -hmm. that's a flavor of that i mean talking about 
joyfully serving <laughs> so mm. i find myself like sometimes like dutifully serving or something mm. like oh i'm supposed to you know i'm supposed to do this so so i will but everything feels bad and i'm not going to be really happy about it or something but i i don't know there's this strange thing and again i was feeling this on sunday like when you find yourself in this moment where so so to help people out we had half our band calling sick and it was like we had these big epic Christmas songs called the lights didn't work the sound didn't work it was all just like <laughs> hanging by a thread and so it was this weird thing like I'm on a kick drum and I'm trying to play piano songs on a guitar and I'm trying to sing <laughs> harmonies and, the, and I'm like this is taking everything and it's hard and it's like but at the same time it's like God was using every like, like there was this weirdness of like it took everything I had and trusting and keeping going. Mm. But at the same time, it was like God put me there to be spent for that reason. And mm. it's like the, we have this strange thing of like when we're giving or serving, it's like we want it to be easy and like not take all of us. <laughs> like mm. it's just going to take a little effort. Just get mm. go. But then like the most needed and and mm. almost the most beautiful times of serving should probably feel like you just you just you fall across the finish line and you're done because God put you there for everything that he's poured into you to give to others. Right. Like I just, I don't know how to like say that succinctly, but um, mm. there should be some joy in that instead of just the surprising, like, Whoa, like <laughs> I had to do every single thing I possibly could to survive that. It's like, well, maybe God put you there because you had what mm. it took or you know <laughs> anyway yeah. and like you said dave maybe sometimes that's not playing perfectly into your gifting maybe that's like man i really had to clean all those toilets and that was gross and horrible thank goodness god put you there mm -hmm. you know to do mm -hmm. that and it wasn't your gifting but you were what was needed and mm. he put you there you know yeah, yeah. that makes sense <laughs> for sure yeah mm. That's a privilege, you know. I mean, that's Jesus washing his disciples' feet. It's that's not that's not what he trained for. That's what he did, you know. And then you go on a podcast and whine about it. I think that's the final step of, of the process. <laughs> I sent you a email. Uh, sent you a text. Man. I faxed you this message yesterday. You make the best lemonade! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! So. I, I didn't you, reply because I was mad. Yeah, you and and Kendrick and Joey and Jim, y'all y'all did a great job, and I just Man. I just stepped up and preached, and y'all were putting out multiple fires. So thank you, y'all y'all did a great job. Dave's that meme where somebody's sitting there all happy drinking their coffee, everything's on fire. He's like, everything's fine. <laughs> that's, that's Dave. Somebody turned Dave into that meme. That's, that's good. So good. Yes. Uh, but you did also talk about actually using the gifts that you have, right? And not yeah. Uh, yeah. not hoarding isn't the right word you use, yeah. but kind of. Don't, um, don't bury them. You know, to mm -hmm. run with your gifts and not... Uh, not sharing our gifts is either, I guess, pride or fake pride, masked humility, mm -hmm. maybe. Mm -hmm. So I think mm -hmm. that's it's interesting, too, because I think a lot of times I can understand, like, okay, well, this isn't my gift, but it's where God's using me right now, and I need to just do it. Mm -hmm. But I think I struggle with, like, okay, what's my gift, and am I sharing it? And if I'm not, is it because of pride or fake pride? I think it may be a little more on that, but... Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. Yeah, I think if we want, and it, this is, um, there's so many thoughts. Okay, here's one thought. <laughs> I'll focus on one. When you're, when you're good at something, you know how not good you are. So it's a weird paradox, right? Like, I am a public speaker. So I am hyper alert to the 10,000 mistakes I make every week. And I, I can easily step out of the pulpit being like, I did that wrong. I did that wrong. I did that wrong. You know, and, and not just trust. No, God asked me to use my gifts, preach the word. God uses it. And I think that's true of everybody's gifts. You know, like generally, whatever you're good at, you, you see all the little errors that other people can't even see because they're just like not paying attention to the details. You know, I notice like Joey and Chris and Kendrick, if there's a strange noise, I can see like a weird look on your faces, you know, like, <laughs> like y'all hear things I don't hear, you know, uh, there's like an alertness to certain things that, that people with gifts have that other people don't. So that, that all sometimes plays into that, um, condemnation, you know, you feel like, oh, I'm terrible at this. Well, you're not terrible at it. You're just not as good as you know, it could be done, you know, <laughs> um, I don't know if that makes sense. Does that strike a chord with mm. you guys? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think the two things that um, I was thinking when Joey was talking was the two the two bumpers or the, the ditches we fall into are either forcing our specific gift on people, mm -hmm. even when it's not needed. Right. So mm -hmm. That's, the, that's mm -hmm. the like, I'm, I'm giving you a gift you don't even want <laughs> right, or need. <laughs> and then the other one is withholding. This is more what you were talking about, probably in the sermon, Davis, withholding your gift because you don't think it's valuable or. You, you know, you just, you're downplaying it. And both of those are a false focus. It's focusing on yourself. And so mm -hmm. that's, I think that's again, coming back in a, again and again is how you're, you're called to use your gift depends on the other people mm -hmm. <laughs> somewhat more. It may, I don't know, more or at least as much as on you, right? Like mm -hmm. you're there to serve others. And so if you're continuing open-handedly praying, God, what is needed here? What do you want me to do? How can I bless others rather than just I'm looking at how I'm wired and I'm taking these personality tests and I'm seeing if I have a valuable gift or not. I'm or it's maybe six, so, so valuable. I can't do it this way. Yeah, I'm going to force <laughs> it down their throats because I'm here to do my thing. You know, and so there's those two ditches and yeah. both of those are just you're, you're falling in upon yourself instead mm -hmm. of um, saying, well, you know, I am not going to downplay my gift too much because if that's mm -hmm. what they need, that's what I, I have tons of conversations with, with artists like that. It's like, do your thing. Like, why mm -hmm. aren't you doing your thing? People mm -hmm. need what you, <laughs> you do. Yeah. Like, so that's that mm -hmm. one ditch. And then on the other side, it's like, well, your, your gift may be administration, mm -hmm. but there may be a dirty floor you need to clean because people are going to slip and fall and get mm -hmm. hurt, you know? Mm -hmm. So anyway, I think it's that focus on others that helps unlock it for me. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, that last point, that's everything. Because I think even when uh, you could be good at multiple things, like Dave was saying, but you know how not good you are at those things. It's like... Mm. I make music. A bunch of people ask me to make music for them, with them. And I'm like, uh, don't really want. Nah, it's okay. And then, I'm, but I'm like, a ton of people are asking me to keep make music with them, for them, mm. something like you know. So mm -hmm. it's like maybe I should focus on s serving others with this 
with this gift. Um, so th- I think that's a good point, Chris, of, of thinking of others when you're, you're using your gift in that way. But what's, what's weird to me is that relationship Chris was talking about, about forcing the gift and withholding the gift is, man, that, that balance in between there is tough. I remember coming from the denominational background I've come from. It's like you sit down, you never use your gift until we ask you to. And then I went to college to leadership class, and they're like, if you're a leader, you do everything in your power you can do. And so I was, like, always trying to do everything, mm. never trying to withhold anything for good timing mm. or, or what would be beneficial to, to others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think now I'm sort of trying to figure out this balance of, okay, Lord, I'm gifted at this. Help me to do this. Help me to do this well in perfect mm-hmm. timing. Mm-hmm. But if there's a piece of paper on the floor... Even though I like to rap, I think I can pick that up, you know? So, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. That, yeah, there's this tension of, of serving others in our gift, and I would say out of sort of giftings that we have mm-hmm. as well. Mm. What, do you, what do you think about that? Mm. Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, you just got to keep moving and keep doing Keep doing your thing. And I think then community limitations affect that as well you know you might start to get uh invitations that don't connect or you know like it's it's okay to say no to things but yeah i think generally you do your gift and then we have opportunities to serve um pick up trash serve others i think we should take advantage of those opportunities as well you know and that's probably something i know i don't do enough is ask those around me who know me what do you think i should be doing you know like Mm -hmm. and actually listen to it (laughs) like you said kendrick you know (laughs) like i I do get stuck in my own head maybe just because the way i'm wired or whatever um kind of strategizing my own stuff and you're you know saying i will go this way or i won't go that way based on my own thoughts Mm -hmm. about myself versus yeah like like jim was saying with your small group say what do you guys think? I th- I think this, you know, does it feel? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. but then I, sometimes I'll do that and not even listen to what they say and say, oh, never mind, whatever. You all are wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like re- asking and actually listening probably probably is a good pattern. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it was the the whole idea of you can get you can only give those gifts because God's given them to you too. I think that yeah. really yeah. tied that together too of like where we actually find joy find joy in christ right and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then he gives he's given us that gift then we can give it to others i don't know yeah word it's good mm-hmm. and there last minute thoughts jim you at your word count yet mm-hmm. I th- yeah i think i'm out there yeah right there <laughs> all right <laughs> oh god is good all right well thanks everybody for joining us um what do we have this week? We have Thursday night is the Hope Benefit Concert. Hope Pregnancy Center is putting it on in our parking lot on Thursday night. Uh, I don't know the time. Kendrick, do you know what time? 6 p.m.? 6? I don't know. 6 p.m. I honestly don't know. It's in our parking lot that Hope Pregnancy is putting on. Um, and then besides that, we have Christmas coming up, right? Special events. The next Christmas week, Thursday. Eve service is mm-hmm. coming up. That's on Christmas Eve. 
That's at 5 p.m. And that's mm-hmm. at the church outdoors uh, in the parking lot area, patio mm-hmm. area. I think those are our special events, but I'm sure we'll be checking in with you throughout the week. Um, smash that subscribe button and stuff, right? Pew, pew. Yes. <laughs> share push, it with friends too. I was button. thinking that's a good. If you like it, if it's true, share it around. Because mm. yeah, might be something someone else needs to hear. Mm-hmm. If not, hide it in your pocket on your phone. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all those things. Yes. Well, <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. This has been Sunday Recap, and we will see you all next week. <laughs> <laughs>